Hey Zeus, you're so fine. You're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey Zeus. Hey Zeus. Hey Zeus, you're so fine. You're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey Zeus. Hey Zeus. Hey Zeus is a whole Thunderbolts different person. And lightning. Wait. <laughs> What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Dr. Diamond Doug. Triple D. And with me tonight is my ambiguously quasi-platonic manmate, Mr. Miggity Mac. That's me. We were just chanting to please Zeus, the head of the Pantheon, and also part-time lover. <sighs> Gentle and kind. <sighs> He's so nice. Because tonight... Our podcast celebrates the Pantheon with our Pantheon Season 7 review. We're not chatting about one movie, we're chatting about no, a bunch. The whole season. We'll talk about what happened this year and pick the pairings in order for Season 8. Coming up soon, next season, we got to give you the information. Quick reminder, you can find us on AdventuresInVideoLand.com or on our Facebook page, Adventures in Video Land. We are Critics with Attitude. That was three snaps. Yeah, it was. In many of the AV podcasts, you'll hear some bad language, Mm. but that's not really our style, so we'll try to keep this rated, what, you know, PG-13, give or take, mild language, and uh, Mm, one god boob. God boob. A blasphemous god boob. Just one, though. So, uh, let's, while we're talking about this, because we're wrapping up Pantheon Season 7, what is Pantheon for our first-time listeners? Mr. Miggity Mac. Yes, Pantheon movies hit on all cylinders. Mm -hmm. Acting, directing, script, score, cinematography, special effects, essential viewing, the X Factor. The best of its genre. It has that that je ne sais quoi. I don't know what that is. That joke? Never. We'll get old. Nope. There are nine members on the AV Council. Every three weeks, a council member nominates a movie everyone and writes a, writes up a review for it. Everyone else votes yes or no with their reasons and their write-up. In addition, there, there is a is. guest voter. Yes. And the Facebook poll that goes with the movie counts as another vote in toto. In the AV Facebook group. Total of 11 votes. Each movie needs a two-thirds majority to get in, which is, quick S- math, seven. Seven votes. So, first, shout out to all the council members in class of 2022. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for your hard work. Shout out to all our guest voters. Yeah. And just a big thank you to everyone who participated, including those who participated in comments in the polls. Yeah, you know, we had such a wonderful, like, like variety of comments in the polls and people really got involved this year we had a lot of people who jumped up to the forefront as being sort of like right on the ball with their comments too it was a good year and there was in the final poll that we did that there was like there was a whole debate rolling hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of voters so it was kind of excellent there might have been millions there might have might have been uh so this year we'll be saying goodbye to two council members. Well, they, they do rotate in and out, or we change them This is an amicable parting, but we'll be saying goodbye for now to Brandon and Rachel. So thank you, Brandon and Rachel, you. for your work this year. And we'll be adding two familiar faces back again. Who are they? Who? Ryan oh. and Marshall. Yes! Ryan Smith, Marshall Wade. So welcome back to the game. So, Mr. Miggity Mac, yes. as we start tonight, yep. thinking about all these special movies, yep. any movies that are on your special shelf... Highlander. ...might not get on... Uh, it might not pass muster with a Pantheon. I'm telling crowd, you, it's Highlander. You, person, you personally, any movie at all except for Highlander, what do you say? Uh, Highlander. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay. No, but no, I, sincerely, Highlander. I think Highlander... Uh, especially for the time frame that it came out, yeah, which was 83, 84, yep. or something like 85 maybe, uh, it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Unique storyline. I hadn't seen anything like that before at the time. And while there's there are problems with it, it there are we, we even have, talked we about, it about it on before. the on this we podcast have, before about about some of the issues, but that didn't matter. Certainly not at the time. Yeah, Highlander's there, and I wasn't joking about Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No. I, I think that's a fabulous movie with so many touchstones to both culture, but also things that people are still talking about today. And I'll tell you, for me, that a movie that is beloved for me, yes, 
is a Christmas story. Yes. And I don't know if it would ever make it into Pantheon because Pantheon doesn't run in the right season and you got to be in the mood for it. Yeah, you might and make it in a it's January not everybody's nomination. No, not everybody's cup of tea. It's not, yeah. But, uh, like, I love the movie. There's other ones uh, that are out there. but There, the, there uh, are a lot of fabulous movies. But yeah. if we're just talking about, like, hey, if you could just, like, pick this and drop it and it's on the Pantheon, like, what would it be? That's my answer. Is there a movie... A, a comedy uh, that is is just so perfectly Mr. Miggity Mac niche mm-hmm. that would not you already know the answer would not float but 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 like you would definitely go that route. yeah like uh, uh, Kevin Bacon Footloose <laughs> <laughs> so I was just thinking you know I was like you know what Twenty One Jump Street was pretty fantastic, <laughs> but I don't know if, I don't know if it's Pantheon you don't mean the yeah. TV show you mean yeah, the no, movie yeah yeah yeah. Um, you'd have that, to, then you'd have to nominate. 20, I was definitely two, shocked by that movie because I had no expectations. <laughs> so maybe, yeah. Um, are are uh, are there any movies that that uh, this year that mm. that were interesting to you that might not have gone all the way, or things in the past that we've talked about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you, you're like that would I'd like it to get another shot sometime. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, two things. One, I thought that uh, while Point Break really didn't do well, I think it only got three yeses. Yeah. I think that Point Break is is actually, especially for what it was supposed to be, I actually said no because of issues with the movie. But I think if it had another shot, it might actually make it. Second, I think Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, which actually did better than Point Break, got six votes, especially for what it was supposed to be, yeah. you know, musical, that time frame, etc. I think it, it should get another shot. But hey, you never know. I'll just uh, I'll throw out a uh, a uh, just uh, controversial do it thing right here. Do it here it comes. Miami Connection. Oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to say Muppets <laughs> Treasure Island. <laughs> Miami Connection, which wasn't nominated the, it, it this got year. So close, it was six. No, not this year, but in no, the past. But yeah. here's the thing: Miami Connection has been up in the best worst movie yeah. category, which I think that's when it first may have appeared on Pantheon anyway. So, and then fantastic. second uh, as yeah. nomination, right? And didn't make it. Uh, but uh, but I will watch Miami Connection with with my family members who haven't seen it before just so they can experience yeah. it. it. Just like says try, something. Try and Malort for the first time. Well, I don't yeah. I don't watch that with them. I just season make them drink seven it. recap. Let's talk about what the movies that we looked at this year. Sure. So let me uh, start off with the Teenage year. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage How to do? And Ninja Tur- It's in eight of eleven, baby. Uh, tell me who. Tell me just for Brad our listeners. Nominated okay. it. Yeah. I, uh, and uh, it 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 sailed right in with eight of eleven. Followed by Perks of Being a Wallflower. That was Jeremy's nomination. It barely missed it. Got six of 11. Point Break. Uh, Adams. Uh, Chromacho's nomination. And it, it got three of 11. I still think it could do better in a different uh, time frame or another nomination. Muppets Treasure Island. Muppet that was Treasure Island. Brandon's nomination. And it got two of 11. When Harry Met Sally. Uh, April's nomination. And it did not make... Oh, wait. No. No. It did make it. it Eight of 11. It, that's yeah. right. And then we have uh, this little cult movie that no, nobody's you know heard about. Almost no one's ever heard Willy of it. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Is that, wait, is that what, it, the whole title is its actual yeah, name? That's the whole name. Yeah, like, no, you're like, course, that'll never take off. Of course it made it. It was almost a clean sweep. It was 10 of 11. That was Kyle's nomination. Spirited Away. That was Matthew's nomination. 8 of 11. It is, it is in. The best little whorehouse in Texas. Like I said, it didn't quite make it. This was uh, Rachel's nomination. It got six of eleven. It was literally just just a hair's breadth away from getting in. A hair's breadth. Kubo and the two strings. Uh, that was Nathan's nomination. Five of eleven. It didn't make it. Two fingers away and the crow. <laughs> John Shippey, our guest nomination of uh, this season, and uh, it got four of eleven. It didn't make it. Um, so yeah, that there's that one. Overall thoughts on the season. I was surprised that only four of the nominations made it in. Yeah, uh, I know that's that's not exactly unusual. The last time it was like seven or it seven or like eight had of seasons. Like it was a bunch. bunch, but like everybody picked like heavy hitters, right? Yeah. Like Godfather, the right? Godfather, and and uh, and uh, Saving Private Ryan. But this season, people took some risks and they nominated their their like their favorites, like the ones that it would sting a bit if they were rejected. It was definitely a wild ride, and and even in the beginning, felt like this was not so much about talking about generally accepted 
great movies, but movies that had a personal connection. Some talk, use the term nostalgia, yeah. but it can be a pejorative term, but I don't see it necessarily no, see that, that way. But but all of these also, I thought, had, had some element of a coming-of-age feeling to it. Mm-hmm. Whether it was coming-of-age in the movie or... For the people who, who were, were watching, watching it. it, yeah, you know, yeah. So, like, I, I've thrown out some some movies that I really liked that that that, that I think would be great uh, as nominations. If they didn't make it, I'd be like, oh, really, you know. But it would feel a lot like like uh, when Princess Bride didn't make it. I'm like, really seriously. But there's a movie that I hold very close to my heart that I'm not going to name because yeah. it doesn't matter. But if I nominated it and it got shot down, or if it got shot down in the way that a few of the movies this season got shot down, not just with votes, but also with comments in the Facebook group, it would hurt me physically. And so these nominations this season, people went out on a limb. Yeah. They took a risk. The, uh, what was the most surprising entry for you? That it got in or didn't get in? No, it was nominated. Oh, um, I think it was uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah, that was for me. Not expecting that. I wasn't. Uh, we had just seen Spirited Away, uh, just two movies before. Um, I, 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 for whatever reason, that was that was that one just sort of. So I and, didn't expect and it. I guess voted on this, but when Harry Met Sally was a pleasant surprise because I hadn't seen it in decades, and uh, hadn't my opinion on it really wasn't formed because I wasn't thinking about watching movies in the way mm. when mm. I watched it the first time. Sure. But when I watched it again, I just I really liked the construction right. of the film. When I saw when uh, I, I saw that um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was nominated, I thought to myself, my initial thought was, oh, psh, that's in. No problem. It's in. And then I thought, wait, I've thought that before. Yeah. And I, I felt myself actually emotionally pulling back a little bit, like, oh, don't get fully invested or getting all the way in. But then I was like, what about this movie is somebody going to pick on? I mean, I'm sure you could find things, don't get me wrong, but I'm just like, this movie has not only stood the test of time, when the new, when the newer version, Charlie and Talk Chocolate Factory came out, with major names involved, they said, yeah, not as good as the original. And so, you know, that tells you a lot, right? Any movies that either were nominated and you watched them and you thought you were going to like it better than you did, mm. or that uh, it challenged you in a way neither good nor bad, but like it was, it was, it yeah, it was just kind of hard to get around when you were thinking about it. Yeah, but both Spirited Away and Kubo and the Two Strings, it's a it's a it's a genre of movies that's just not my not my bag. You man. and I were simpatico on that uh, yeah, because but, it was that like, mean I didn't like them, and I could recognize why people would just love these Absolutely. films or say yeah. good stuff about it. Sure thing. But it was like. Somebody like it, it. You're speaking a language that I don't quite get. Right, right. And I and I can't see the nuances of why this is right. as amazing as it could be. But you people, know, because people I was talk out about the animated Star Wars series, and they just <clears throat> love it. Both of my sons are all in. They like it, and I've tried to watch it, and just it's just for me. It's not a criticism of the series, but just for me, it doesn't do anything for me. And so it's not my thing. And and this feels similar to that for me. It has nothing to do with being in a style that's from a foreign country or any of that kind of yeah. stuff. It's just this isn't my thing. So here's some uh, stats and recap from the year. Yeah. That we mentioned guest voters. Uh, this is the shout-out specifically, just reading down the list. We've sure. got Ryan. Uh, we've got Mac across from me, mm-hmm. Marsh, Keegan, myself, John, Chad, Ever, Chad, Chad Everloving Smith, was there Bill Wheat and uh you're not on the I don't I don't know I don't think I was the guest voter for Kubo huh? I don't remember I think I was gonna was. be and then someone else did okay stepped in or something like yeah. that in any case shout out to all of you thank you for for being a part of this um a couple of things that we highlighted through here and uh in terms of the movie that got the most yeses mm-hmm. in terms of just there was a lot mm-hmm. was uh teenage mutant ninja turtles 261 people went out of their way to say yes on, on the that facebook one. group right on the facebook group so there was just a lot of people now um 
Muppet Treasure Island had 157 people right. uh, jump in to say yes on that. It didn't right. do as well in the council, but um, there was people who had said yes on that. By the way, when I was going through the numbers and I saw 107 for the Crow, I also noticed that uh, Brad had clicked yes on that. He's a council member and he's not... You shouldn't be uh, huh. shouldn't be clicking yes on these things. It's odd. Uh, so we might have a, have a conversation with. We're going to have to talk to him. You know, Brad, stay in your lane. You say, Brad, Brad, you can't stay in your you, lane. You can't be sweetening the pot like oh, that. No. Now I, I'll tell you this. No. when you click around on there every once in a while, it's easy for an accidental vote to pop in there. But I'm just yanking his chain right now. All right. Again, just yanking the chain. Now let's uh, look over at the Facebook no's that we had. That there were uh, the the highest amount of no's came with Kubo and the two strings mm, with sixty one, yeah. and Spirited Away had the least with nine. Now, what does that mean for the ratio? If you take the Facebook yes, divide by the Facebook no to mm -hmm. see mm -hmm. how many people no versus yes mm. do you have on the highest yes to no ratio. 12 people to one said yes to no when it came to Spirited Away. Right. And this is on the Facebook poll. So this yeah. is not the council. And this Spirited is... Away uh, made it to Pantheon as well. So, you know, that reflects the reality. Now, tenfold less for a movie that did also make it in was When Harry Met Sally with a 1.2. <laughs> so... This was 73 people said yes and 59 people said no. Right. It was very, very close. Right. Now, uh, as we've already done uh, the finals on this, but the movie that was the most famous in, uh, with the council was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory mm -hmm. uh, with eight of, uh, of the nine and one of the nine from Muppet Treasure Island. So, and that's kind of reflected in the votes as well. Mm -hmm. So... When I crunched the numbers, Mr. Miggity Matt. Yes, sir. And we saw uh, different categories here. Who said the yes the most? Who 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 agreed with each Wait, other the most? Are we going to talk about the awards? The We're achievements for the, the council members? Yeah. We've got frenemies, the people who disagreed the most. Pantheon yep. protector, the person who said no the most. Procrastination award, who are the people who turned in stuff late. Early bird, who went early. And we've got also Worst Picture and Best Picture. We'll use Least Favorite and Most Favorite from sure. the council. Because that's really what we're talking sure, about here. Sure. So, for our Yes Man Award. Last year it was Adam who said yes to freaking everything. Yeah, like he was he was just like, yes, 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 Adam's yes. like, I'm not getting the Yes Man Award this year. I'm going to say no to something. He did. So, here's the winners for this year's Yes Man Award. More and than one? Wait. Adam is one. <laughs> uh, he didn't say yes to everything. No. But with, How many? Along with Jeremy, Nathan, and Rachel, all tied with five yeses. Five So yeses. there's five yes men all tied together. They batten 500 yeses to no's. Dynamic duo. Who voted together most of the time? And this was no... This is a shocker. Yeah. I've seen this result here. This surprised me 100 so, as, they, as the kids say. Uh, there's a couple married couples on the council, but one particular married couple went together. How many times do you think? There was 10 votes that are Wait, possible. Let me think. Let's say 10. Exactly. 10, ten, out, of ten. out of 10 times. Nathan and Rachel voted together as a freaking block. As a block. As a block. Including each other's nominations that they both agreed with. Yeah. So it might you might as well just like they control that the just council shows right there. They have an alliance. Wrong. Yeah. Their marriage is. You'd think that maybe Brad and April would be that way, but no, they disagreed Did with each other a number of times quite down a few times, there. Yeah. But that, but that does not reflect how unstrong. Yeah. Their uh, yeah. Just their different taste in movies. So our Pantheon Protector and Captain No this year. Captain No was Mr. Kyle. Uh. Who only said yes, not counting his own nomination, but only said yes one time. Wow. The whole time through. And the movie that we're looking at that he said yes for was when Harry met Sally. Oh darn, I was gonna say Muppet Treasure yeah. Island. Yeah. And then our, uh, our, did I mention uh, the frenemies? Yeah. Frenemies. Yeah. 
What are you drinking over there, Mr. No, we, Mr. We Mr. Miggity 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 I, you know what? I am drinking the Balvany 14-year-old Caribbean cask. I highly recommend that it. That is delicious. It's 12 years in uh, previously used bourbon barrels. Yeah. And two years in Caribbean rum barrels oh. as a finish. It is very tasty. Very nice. Very nice. So we have some frenemies, people who didn't agree with each other very oh, often. Oh, yeah. And that was Brandon and Brad, who only agreed one time on Perks of Being a Wallflower uh, that they did not deserve Pantheon. So they the agreed one. on just one time out of the whole council season. So uh, our early, our procrastination award. So this is for that council member who waited until essentially the last minute the yeah. last person to submit their write-up we have a tie oh between adam and april oh very late comers when it came to bringing in their stuff you and know then, what's interesting their names both start with the first letter of the yeah, alphabet but they were quite often the last now, ones to submit their vote just knocking it out of the park our early bird award uh, last year there was kind of like a tie mm -hmm. this year not, Not even, even close. close. Uh -uh. Brandon Falk. He was every, beat one time. He was beat one time, and that was when it was his own nomination. Kyle's. Kyle came in uh, to 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 vote on that, but Brandon. But you every argue, single time. I just want to point out, you could argue that bird. since Brandon made the nomination, he was clean first. Clean sweep. So clean sweep, ten of ten. Clean sweep. <laughs> now we asked. Uh, we asked and went through. On page five there, yeah. we yes, went yes, through yes. and asked uh, favorite and least favorite uh, mm -hmm. of the nominations from the council members yeah. that uh, Nathan, he liked. His favorite nomination was Muppet Treasure Island. Sure. And least favorite when Harry met Sally. Uh -huh. Then you had Matt, that he, opposite. Complete flip. Liked when Harry met Sally, didn't like, did Muppet, not Treasure like Island. Muppet Treasure Island. Adam really liked the turtles. The turtles. But he didn't like the perks. Mm. Brandon likes the chocolate, but doesn't like the perks. Jeremy likes Harry and Sally, but didn't really care for Muppets. Rachel likes the chocolate, but she didn't want her point broken. Kyle likes the turtles, but didn't like the Muppets. But not the Muppet turtles. Yeah. April likes the whorehouse, but she well, doesn't want to just get to spirited clear. away. Nope, I'm already there. No <laughs> clarifications, Mr. Miggity Mac. Brad wants his point broken, but he doesn't want his spirited, spirited taken, taken away. away. And they asked us as well. You and I. And I like the chocolate factory. And I like the chocolate factory. And I don't want any perks. But uh, Mr. Miggy no, Mac, you don't want the Treasure Island. Oh, that's right. That is right. I, I don't want, want the Muppets. The you don't want the Muppets. Just to be clear. Yeah, yeah. Like you want you you want friends, no benefits. Friends, but no benefits. Yeah. So when we go through that list, we find that our least uh, the least favored nomination is Muppet Treasure Island. Which was nominated by Brandon, so I think that Hold he's going to get that, like a canned ham that, or that something deserve, like that. Yeah, an award. Like an award. Like some spam. Yeah. I think previously it was a rubber chicken, but I mean, I don't know. The, in this economy, it's what do they even so cost So here's the problem. Anymore? The supply lines for yeah. rubber chickens are backed up yeah. six months. Yeah. We couldn't possibly. Now, and the f most favored was uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which was by Kyle. So he gets to choose the first verses of uh, 2023. And a, and a verses is when he picks two movies and pits them against each other outside the Pantheon nominations for a podcast. Yeah. Now, uh, we have some second places here. Okay. Second, second place for the best nomination was mm -hmm. When Harry Met Sally and the Turtles ah. from the Married Couple, April and Brad. Did they vote for each other? Now they only got two votes each, but, oh. I mean, hey, it's something. And the, uh, the second least favored nomination was Perks of Being a Wallflower mm -hmm. with three votes. With just three votes from, from Jeremy. Jeremy. So... Those are our awards. That doesn't mean those were the worst movies. Those were just... Nope. If you had to pick from these ten, what was your top and bottom? And we counted up the votes. And really, in the end, we're looking for what was the most favored nomination from the council so that they yes. could figure out who was going to do what with that versus. Yeah, and that, yeah. And, yeah. And that, that's, that's, that's the way that's done. So, we did an end-of-the-year poll where everybody contributed uh, from the council, including us, yeah. about movies that we would have the Facebook hoi polloi vote on. 
and uh, it was a fevered pitch for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, that quickly you had four movies that rose to the surface. I heard rumors that people were invited to join the group in order to get extra votes one way or another, Ooh. that the group's membership could possibly have noticeably noticeably grown during this end of the year poll. Hey, you know, it's a game, right? It is a game. It's a game. So, uh, that we had, uh, just bringing it back, we, we had The Crow immediately put in back-to-back from being from lost on lost the, his nomination in, yeah. a, in the Pantheon Council vote. Uh, thrown back in, and it was a contender. Point Break was thrown back in there. Uh, uh, also, we had Tommy Boy, Alien, Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Matrix, Dumb and Dumber, Top Gun, and The Breakfast Club. Top Gun being, you know, top of mind awareness with Maverick this summer. That's so what I thought. There you I'll go. Tip my card. That was my nomination. Yeah, you know. nailed it. But uh, The Crow was doing uh, pretty good. Alien and Nightmare were also doing pretty good. These are not bad movies. This Mm -hmm. is a pretty fun list. Mm -hmm. But out of nowhere, the Rocky Horror Picture Show just took off. Gained some traction and rolled over the competition. It did. It did. And whether or not people were voting for Rocky Horror Picture Show or against The Crow, we'll never know. But it time-warped The Crow right out of the nomination. It did. So... That was a nomination by Kyle Brown. So he is the winner of the People's Pantheon Poll. So it is in Pantheon officially. That is correct. So that means that Kyle will get the number one seed for 2023. He will be the first nomination. And he gets the first versus. So now we're going to right now pick who's going where for... The Kyle's order. first. Kyle's first. And we're going to draw names for the other no- well, yeah. the other eight anyway. Did you want to write these down? I will write them down. There we go. And uh, then I will pick these out and All right. let you know who this is. Our second nomination. This is on. So the first nomination is on the first of the year. That's like and the then, third, January third. Yeah, we'll st- we'll go January with the second, second just uh, just to keep everything nope, on the January same second day of the week. I think it's a Monday, maybe, uh, or a Wednesday. I don't know. So then on the 23rd of January, our second nomination is... Hold on. One fell out, but I don't want to get... So I'm narrating. So there is a a red red ceramic bowl right in front of Doug, and he is dipping his hand into the bowl and And pulled out a piece of paper. Ryan Smith. Ryan Smith. Ryan Smith is number two. Now, number three. Yes. February 13th. Mm-hmm. This nomination goes to Jeremy Clifford. Jeremy. Jeremy Clifford. Our fourth nomination on March 6th make goes to Brad Hawkins. Brad Hawkins. All right. Our fifth nomination will go to Adam Chromachow. Chromachow. His name is so fun to say. Our sixth nomination, April 17, goes to April McBoom. I knew that was coming in April. April does the nomination. Our uh, seventh nomination on May 8th, the nomination in a very crumpled piece of paper, like whoever wrote these was mad at it, goes to Marshall Wade. Marshall! Our eighth nomination on... May 29 goes to Matthew Wade. Matthew, that's weird. Which then the ninth and final on June 19 goes to Nathan Plantinga. All right. Nathan Plantinga. So just to recap real quick. Next, who you got? next season, the first nomination is Kyle, followed by Ryan Smith, who's returning to the council this season, next season. Uh, Jeremy, then Brad. Adam, then April. Marshall, then Matthew. Uh, and finally, Nathan. Then there will be a 10th nomination, which will be... A guest nomination. A guest nomination. To be determined. To be determined. And uh, that generally goes to the person who is sort of right there on the forefront of commenting yeah. and participating. This year is John, a Shipp- part. John, yeah, John Shippey. Shippey did it this Johnny year. on the spot He was year. right there. So we don't the, know who uh, it is next year. Not yeah. just yet, but when we do, we'll make sure we announce that as well. Now, every... Uh, and by the way, the year ends out in uh, 
the end of July, 731 to August mm-hmm. 6, with the People's Pantheon, once again, with a poll of whoever uh, the council nominates for the for the Facebook right. uh, poll to vote on. Now, every Batman needs a Robin. A Robin. So we need a guest voter for each one of these. All right. Now, these guest voters are... Uh, people that are involved in AV Adventures of Video Land, people who are a part of uh, a part of the the discussion, yeah. they're in the Facebook group. They're, they're you and I yeah. are regularly guest voters from yeah. time to time. So uh, yeah, so going with Kyle, who is the guest? Is it okay voter? if I keep picking these you out? I draw it's very and fun. I will write it down, baby. It's very fun. Number one, Mister. Miggity Mr. Miggity Mac. Mac. That's me. Goes with Kyle. Kyle's compatriot will be Mr. Miggity Mac. I just want to, I just want to point out that this was a, a true draw, but I was hoping this would happen. I wanted to I wanted to be Kyle's guest this Ryan's year. number two. Yeah, Ryan. Jesse Reyes. Jesse will be Reyes. His partner in crime. Third nomination, and on that list is, is Jeremy. Jeremy. And Jeremy's guest voter will be Bill Wheat. Bill Wheat. Bill Wheat. That's a name we see quite a bit on Fourth AV. nomination is Mr. Brad. Mr. Brad. Brad Hawkins. Brad will be paired up with Giselle Butler. Giselle Butler. Now, yeah, you can grab that one for the spelling purposes. Well, We've I got don't want to Adam Chromacho. Adam Chromacho. Right, Adam. Five. His, Adam's guest. Adam's guest will be Rachel Plantinga. Ah. So very nice that Rachel and Nathan, because their voting block will be broken up broken. on that one. Yeah. So our sixth nomination April in April. is April goes with Brandon Folk. Brandon. Brandon Folk. And uh, I imagine, let me let me look at my sheet for a second. Uh, yes, knows that uh, April and Brandon... They disagreed on one, and they disagreed on the other. So they're going to have to find some common find ground. Some common ground. They're going to have to find some common ground. That's for so sure. So for Mr. Marshall. Seventh Marshall nomination, Doctor. Mm-hmm. Doctor. Diamond Doug. Diamond Doug. I'll be with Marshall. Triple D. Thank you. Number eight will be John Shippy. Hey. John's listening right now. So, John, you're going to be with Matthew. With Matthew Way. And our. With Nathan. Our Scotsman, Joshua McLaughlin. Joshua McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Uh, so we've got our pairs and we will write a list up eventually and let you know. Sure. Uh, but that is our listing of who goes with so who. Just very quickly, just going with the nomination number yep. and the guest voter. Uh, first nomination, the guest voter is myself, Mr. Miggity Miggity Mac. Second uh, guest voter is Jesse Reyes. Third is Bill Wheat. Fourth is Giselle Butler. Fifth is Rachel Plantiga. Sixth is Brandon Falk. Seventh is you, my friend. Yes. Triple D. Eighth is John Shippey. Ninth, Joshua McLaughlin. All right. Fabulous. All right. So, last time around when we were chatting about this, we did a little dreaming. Yes. We we did did. a little dreaming about nominations uh, because this was a unique and interesting uh, season. season. Mm -hmm. What are movies... Types of movies, corners of the cinematic world that you would want explored that we haven't looked at. Again, we're just hmm. the Pantheon Companion folks. We're talking about the movies the council's voting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're guest voters. Uh, but uh, so our vote is usually just a Facebook poll. But yeah. is there, are there types of movies or there anything else? Are. You yeah. know something that I haven't seen? And perhaps it's because it was in an earlier season. You know, before we started doing these little companion podcasts. Uh, but, you know, we've dipped back into older movies that were uh, like Japanese cinema, yeah. right? Like Seven Samurai, uh, both Jim, both. Or, yeah, the, so those movies. But what, you know what we haven't seen? We haven't seen those older monster movies. You know, 
the the black and whites, mm-hmm. the classics, even the old Godzilla. Are now, you the talking, old, I, yeah, I was going to say, are you talking like kaiju type old Godzilla could stuff? Be old or are you Godzilla? talking like werewolf, Frankenstein, Dracula? My childhood, those movies, even though some were made in the, I'm guessing the 40s or 50s, I don't know. I don't, you know, don't, don't send us messages saying Gary's wrong. Yeah. I don't know. But like I say, 40s, 50s, up until even the 60s and early 70s, they were still making black and white monster movies. And because I remember going to see them in the theater, uh, so that would have been after I was born, obviously. So uh, I think that would be a fun category if somebody could find, you know, maybe look through or maybe one that really resonated with them for whatever reason. Go back, rewatch it, and decide whether they want to nominate that for Pantheon because I think that'd be a fun little trip. Yeah, and it's not in Pantheon right now, as far as I know. So I would say, and I mentioned this last year, and yeah. we didn't we didn't dive we into didn't get this, there, yeah. but. Thinking about some really older, like the beginning of Hollywood type stuff. Yeah, and the rocket in the moon's eye kind of a deal. You know, maybe I mean, not like, that far. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> I mean, we haven't looked at any silent films. No, no. And uh, thinking about some of the, the like the you know Turner Classic movie type stuff sure. that you got 30s and 40s we do have Queen. some movies like Sunset Boulevard and we've also got uh I think what the Christmas uh uh Lasso the Moon Jimmy Stewart yeah uh, right that, that's a, that's a that's a wonderful that's life a, it's a wonderful life yeah yeah I was I was gonna say Bruce Almighty but that <laughs> Bruce, was Almighty. Bruce Almighty with the tip of the yeah. hat towards a wonderful life but yeah. anyway but uh, it, I think it'd be interesting to explore that. I, the um, it's not something I'm terribly familiar with, but mm-hmm. uh, mate, what other gems are out there? What are there movies that are on lists of great movies that we haven't explored that are kind of early movies? Uh, another one is just the um, are there some interesting artistic maybe fringe '60s and '70s movies that maybe didn't go mainstream, but were really cool mm. that we haven't we haven't tackled we haven't I don't think we looked at Seven Samurai but we haven't looked at a lot of other westerns yeah and there, there was like westerns even the spaghetti westerns time. or the tra- traditional like real live westerns kind of a thing yeah and westerns now many of those are based on the classics the Seven Samurais and some yeah. of those but not all not all and we saw uh, we saw some musicals this time remember we mentioned musical yeah. last time yep musicals would be fun those would be interesting. Muppet, Muppet Treasure Island and and uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas both hit us up with musicals this year. And I think that we've dipped our toe in horror. But I'm I don't sorry. Think I just want to clarify. Horror. There's two syllables in there that word. There was three R's separated by just, a just, yeah. just to be... I, horror. Just, just no, to make sure. Hey, we already broke the seal and had a whorehouse in the... In it's the, true. In the it's true. This time. So, but... um. I, I, like we we've talked about Fright Night and we've talked about some other horror movies. Yeah, yeah. but, I, but and, and of course, haven't uh, dive, uh, uh, dove, Living Dead. You haven't know. haven't dove deep into that that right. world either. Uh, so those are well, just some actually other Fright Night and Return of the Living Dead are both both horror and comedy. Yeah. Right. So what about true horror movies? You know. Uh, yeah. So that'd be fun. So we'll see what it, what everybody does with their nominations, and there doesn't have to be a theme to the year. But this no, year, it kind of felt like there was a little bit uh, of one. Um, the as you're looking at this year, um, how did you change and grow and shift from? the nominations that you were exposed to because this is part of what you know, like I enjoy being part of this process because I Me get too. to watch stuff that I, I don't normally would never yeah. Would, yeah I wouldn't circle back to some stuff but I, I'm encouraged to hear so well, I like that in previous seasons we talked about movies that challenged me that I I felt like I was going to be uncomfortable not watching them but talking about them because maybe they were about social issues or 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 racial issues or they were they were like I thought it was going to be boring uh, that like, what are you going to talk about with that movie? But but they've pushed me out and made me think about that this season with the movies that were in different styles. Uh, and I've mentioned these two already, but Spirited Away and Kubo, just for example, um, are two movies that are of a style that I'm not you know as familiar with. And I, I've actually watched three other movies in that style since then that that I wouldn't probably have watched. 
And you so, know, yeah, the best little whorehouse in Texas was something I had always heard about and never, never watched. watched. And I was very glad that I had gotten around to uh, to doing it because it was just something that never came up. I mean, like I knew culturally that it was part of this world, but I had just never run into it. Right. Um, and there's there's a number. I grew of up movies. with that movie and. Yeah. Watching it again was a joy. I was just drawn straight back to my teenage years and and the times that I saw it my in early twenties when I saw it on TV. It would be it would come on and I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch that because it's on right now. So yeah, but for a lot of people like yourself, that's something that you had never seen before. We all have movie gaps, right? We sure, all of course have, we, do. we all have movie gaps. We all have things that just as didn't... we know, Brad has never seen a Marvel movie, for example. I was just. I was... just Talking to, to somebody who was younger, who about my daughter's age, who mm-hmm. was in that 17-year-old range, right. and said, hey, for the first time that I uh, sat down and watched E.T. Oh. But, you know, this is a person who's born in the 21st century decades. Right. Decades. Right. Past when, right. when the movie came out. So it wasn't part of their childhood. Um and he had questions. He's a very engineering mind. He was not sure why Elliot was dying with the E.T. in the with same e. time. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, here's just a, a random question. Sure. And I was just thinking about, because I had mentioned Westerns, and there was a movie that was like my dad's favorite movie that was in a movie gap of mine. It was in this blind spot. The Outlaw Josie Wales. Yes. It's hadn't, a fabulous movie. Hadn't ever seen it. I had that on VHS, well, my dad and talked I literally about it. wore the VHS tape out and my dad had talked about it but i had never seen it huh never seen it and then finally one day i was like you know i'm gonna go out of my way because i want to be able to have a conversation and mention it uh but it was it was a movie that was like oh i wouldn't watch this otherwise now i watched the movie and i was very surprised at some things in the movie and i was like this i have not watched too many movies that have a anti-union pro-confederate stance to him right that, it was like that was just a very unique movie right. a movie like that experience. comes out today and people would be like so they're pro-slavery no yeah, yeah. so but it was just no it, they were just talking yeah. about the armies not what they were fighting about uh do you have any movies that you know that parents relatives whoever that were favorite movies of theirs that you might not have ever watched or That's that you question. think about this movie it, because it was something that they talked about or appreciated. Yeah. So, uh, my parents, my grandparents didn't watch movies. Not, yeah. not really. My parents did, but only occasionally. And whenever they saw a movie, they talked about it so much that I always ended up watching it myself. And Best Little Whorehouse in Texas is one of those. Yeah. And so, I mean, the, that that's one. But beyond that, my mom, as she got older, started watching movies like Chocolat. And then she would just talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. And I, I'm a well aware of the movie, but, I, but I'm not but I'm not engaging with her on it because there are themes that at least in my 20s and 30s, I didn't want to have a conversation with my mother about yeah. that are in that movie. But Last Tango in Paris okay. is a movie that my stepfather says is one of his favorites. And I had never seen it. I had seen clips and clips and read some of the stories of behind the scenes and the makings of. And when I finally watched it, I was shocked. And horrified. (laughs) At watching the... It's not a bad movie. But there was assault in the movie. Like, it's it's the template for for a gaslighting someone. And then essentially abusing them. Oh my gosh. Anyway... Yep, nope, he really he really got into it. Now, so, one last is The Bridges of Madison County. Yeah. My mom fell in love with that movie. The first time I watched it, I was just like, I don't get it. I talked to her about it. I'm like, the woman's cheating on her husband. She's, you know, I don't understand why you love this movie. And then when she finally explained it to me and how she connected to it and why, then it clicked. But yeah, that's the... I, it took a while. So, funny story. Yeah. On this note, because I mentioned one movie that was a favorite of my father. Yes. There was another movie that I ran across. This is when I was a late teenager, 18-ish, around in sure. there, maybe 19-something. And I, I ran across the movie and I was like, oh, this is the movie that my dad talked about. He must have loved this movie. I should watch this movie. I watched the movie and I was traumatized by the movie. 
because I had just sat down and watched Deliverance. Oh. Which I don't know if you know about the oh, movie. Of course I do. But yeah. it has some interesting themes I, in there. I just watched <laughs> Deliverance with my wife and my son, like... Three weeks ago, and they'd never seen it, and they were like, "Well, I knew there's like a ding, 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 ding." Oh, there's said, so oh, much more. That's got nothing. Yeah, Squeal no. like a beer. Yeah. <laughs> so I but not just that, but then there's the then there's the murder, the cover up, the yeah. No, all, there's a lot going on I in this movie. I go back to my dad, and I say, "Dad, why in the world would you tell me to watch Deliverance?" And he said. I never told you to watch Deliverance. I talked to you about Deliverance that you should never watch Deliverance because it's awful and will traumatize you. I was like, I got the complete opposite message from that. Yeah. All right. So, raining in, we've got a couple announcements. There's a, there's one last uh, each, uh, now regularly, that uh, Mr. Brad will give us some nice Merch. Merch. We've oh, got you mean some like AV merch? AV merch. So we have this big bright red bag laying here on the on the table. And what's inside? This is not a bribe this time. This is just there you go. I got open it. it up. Oh no no these are new the, the this are these are AV shirts eventually Vidaland shirts. Yes. Uh, of of this is my size a a a, a, a extra small. And so let's see. This yeah. is uh, there's another one here. The the uh, minus the petite. Yours is the yeah, <laughs> which is extra small but also short. Yeah. So nice, very Thank you, Mr. nice, Brad. Those and are, I, yeah, I those wear I those wear the crap out of mine. I wear mine as well. I sleep in it. If I'll I tell you what, on. we need to convince Mr. Brad. Yeah, to open up a little merch store Wouldn't so that, that cool? if somebody wants to get an AV shirt like just a little... or an AV hat. He doesn't have to make tons of money on it. He could sell that cost if he wants to. Yeah, but just to find a way so that we can get... Because I know Videolanders out there would want to wear something like this and support the troops. Yes. I do believe it. He could even, like... Ask people to if they bought something and they they post a picture of them with their merch on the Facebook group that there could be you know some little benefit to yeah, that yeah you know I don't know just a thing maybe someday if we ever chat with the man behind, I've never met Brad never met him never met we've him. had him on the phone here yeah, before like yeah, we did yeah. the Zoom call the one time he's during a mystery the podcast. he's a mystery to me we, he but he he was blacked out you every know? once in a while somebody says Brad was here and I was like how do you know and they just smell the air it smells like it just rained and there's a hint of like vanilla and love yes vanilla love hold on yeah you can't forget the cinnamon yeah just a a hint of yeah a hint of cinnamon yeah so uh maybe we can convince that so um we have a guest nomination at the end of the year and just to recap on that if Somebody wants to be a part of this. Be a part of the Facebook polls. Yes. Post comments. Be a part. The group is open. And Anyone can join Adventures in Video Land on Facebook. Maybe no one asked. needs to approve you. Yeah, you, you may can be just asked join to go ahead and be a guest nominator. So you be might. active, and yeah, you could be you could be called up next. Now, if something happens this year, and a guest voter can't step in, Mister Miggity Mac, that's me, is the floater. And he uh, will be the one. Dive right in. I will go do ahead. it. Now, also, a couple new rules for this year for sure. council members. One is that instead of writing the 500 words that they had been writing, right. that it's been pared down to a power graph. Power graph. Yeah, not, trademark, not, a, not a paragraph. Trademark it's a power pending yeah. on that cool yeah, yeah, word. 100, 150 words explaining. Yeah. That's not a PowerPoint, by the way. Just, just to be clear, yeah. it's still a paragraph, but it's written in like more powerful shorter prose and then uh so that'll be one change and i think council members will be okay with that so that they can pull back now somebody can write more if they want but they don't have to well i think that the and longer the, longer longer ones tend to i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say no to one, the end to i'm not gonna say people say yes do no. tldl you know do, yeah but didn't dr but i'm just saying uh you know uh, sometimes you feel like oh i have to write 500 words yeah. and it kind of spreads out a little bit yeah so. yeah and some people write like that and some people yeah. have to take forever mm. anywho the second one is that uh a golden idol can be suggested from the marathons and then in the same way the council members will write up power graphs yes uh, taking that about whether or not they want to accept that so a marathon into... earlier we talked about verses where yeah. someone has 
like Kyle gets to bring yep. up the first verses of two movies, and then they have a, they have a podcast about the two movies. But a marathon is different. Yeah, like uh, they might take like the uh, 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 all, like four movies by Tarantino, or sure. like th- or four westerns, or uh, you've got whatever it is. The the one of the ways that I started on pan- this Pantheon AV world. Thirteen was, movies by Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! And by the way, we just watched Morbius last night, and mm. what a gem! What mm. a gem of a movie! If you haven't seen it, rush out right now and see that movie. You will be changed. If you in have to some choose way. between renting it for six bucks or buying it for thirty, rent it. <laughs> <laughs> or if you have a choice of renting it or just waiting until one streaming service will just give it to you. Disney, wait, <laughs> just wait. Woo. It's not horrible, but oh my gosh. Anyway, moving on. All right. This brings us to our conclusion sure. tonight. Any final thoughts from you? One last suggestion for types of movies that we have not delved into. While we did talk about yeah. Saving Private Ryan, how about all those post-World War II, World War II movies, right? Mm-hmm. So you got like... Uh, a bridge too far, and all of that kind Dirty of stuff. Dozen, Dirty Steve dozen, McQueen. All, 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 there's so there's a whole genre of movies that would be so fun. Even uh, even uh, Billy, what's his face uh, uh, from the apartment and some like it hot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He did Stalag Seventeen. Yes, Weiler. Yeah, Billy yeah, Billy Weiler. That's him. Then he did Stalag Seventeen. That yeah. was another one. Yeah. that was yeah. that's in that 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 world. So I'm just saying that it was just a thing that popped in my head. And it's a genre that I don't believe has been explored, at least in Pantheon yet. And I, I'll, I'll say this, and I can think, I think we can I can speak on behalf of both of us. It is just always an honor and a privilege to be part of this conversation. You bet. Uh, that it's nice to be uh, allowed to talk about this stuff. Now the council doesn't let us see us see them ever. Like we never get I, to like meet the council. I'm they not sure that us. Adam Chromachow's a real person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but I I hope to meet him someday. I heard he lives in faraway places. Well. Yeah. But you know the the world is a small place. But uh, truly, it is an honor and a privilege to be a part of it, and I really do appreciate. Uh, going through this exercise and learning about movies and knowing that 1972 Cabaret had nine Emmy nominations. Yeah. Like, I like to know that stuff Yes. Now. Cabaret, so. a.k.a. <laughs> the Sound of Music's Slutty, slutty cousin. cousin. Yeah. All right. As always, I hope everyone enjoyed tonight's conversation. Where can Videoland find you? On the Facebook. And you can find us uh, on a... Instagram, Adventures in Video Land, our website to, has tons of other stuff that you can check out, but the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, Videolanders, hey, hey Zeus, you're so fine, fine. you're so fine, you blow my mind, hey, hey Zeus. Hey Zeus. Oh, you know, you know I, what? That's not working for me, really. How about this? Yeah. We, we love, love you. you. Wow.